It's Friday evening, it's five o'clock, and that can only mean one thing. That's right, it is Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and my co-host, Brian Colloran. And we're going to be with you for the next... Uh, for the next uh, Two hours, uh, two hours of sport. We'd like to thank, uh, we'd like to thank Shane Brown for another great show there, uh, some great music, and of course Louise McMahon for another very interesting, uh, another very interesting echoes of Aaron there. So thanks very much for that, and thanks for the mention. And uh, yeah, we'd like to, we'd also, as always, love to hear from you. Um, you can send in a text or indeed um, a WhatsApp message to oh eight three eight five double nine seven four eight. That's oh eight three eight five double nine. 748 and if you have want to say hello to someone if you have any opinions or or anything you want to say or if you if you want anything uh, mentioned on the show uh, why not uh, why not uh, send it in or if you have a, a, de- a dedication or a request there uh, we'd be delighted to do that so you can listen to us in many ways you can listen to us on the radio on FM 94.6 you can listen to us on the uh, website www.rossfm.ie forward slash live or indeed on the TuneIn app and don't forget this show is also um, podcasted 50, it's also podcasted and available on the website and of course yesterday's uh, GA View will also be available where you listen to your um, where you listen to your podcasts and don't forget there's a wide range of great shows uh, for every day Monday to Friday from 9 o'clock in the morning right through till 7 uh, something for everyone so why not support your local radio station and uh, tune in and listen to some great music and of course some great chat as well and uh, sport so uh, yeah, so there you go, and uh, I suppose we we'll start off, Ryan, with um, with the with the uh, with the results from last week. Yeah, um, not a great week for myself. No. I've um, if games finished at around eighty-seven minutes, yeah. would have been a far better week. But uh, you know, late goals from Wolves and a late goal, uh, two late goals from um, from Luton yeah. kind of scuppered my results, but. Uh, I'll take six. Ah, so, so How would you get on yourself? Uh, five, five, I think. Uh, five, five was my lot. Um, yeah. I, I'll go through them there. But, uh, yeah, sir. I suppose re- results-wise, um, you know, Liverpool had a good win. Uh, a good win against against Everton. One or two controversial decisions. Canote uh, was uh, yeah. lucky to stay on the field, I suppose, given that uh, g- given that Young was sent off. Ashley Young was sent off. i just seen. I just seen someone tweet uh, about an hour before the game he said uh, uh, you can be guaranteed that Liverpool will get a penalty and Everton will get a man sent off and uh, I think he was right because um, you know with all the controversy the week before with Liverpool and VAR uh, it was kind of inevitable that the refs were going to stick up for them Yeah. and you know with that Canata's second yellow offence like yeah, you just wonder what goes on in the ref's head. You know, it's so blatantly obvious. Yeah, and it, when he had just sent off an Everton player, yeah, um, you'd wonder what goes on with the referees. But I, I suppose, really, you know, derbies by their their very nature, they're uh, hot blooded affairs. Really, I mean, you know, obviously there's the Manchester derby that's on this weekend. We'll be talking mm-hmm. about that. Uh, uh, obviously, the Merseyside derby. Um, up at, there's many London derbies yeah, as yeah. well. Um, obviously, the the Glasgow Derby and all that—they're all—they're all very contentious. And and I suppose you know it like it was last week. Liverpool lifted their performance, obviously, and uh, as did uh, well Everton tried. Yeah. But like, but the referee—you know, no no referee wants to send off a player. No. I'd imagine, and like, it ruins the game if a player is sent off, especially in the first half. Like Ashley Young was sent off just before half time, I think. And his first yellow card, you know harsh enough I suppose you could say mm. but um, 
second yellow was definitely a yellow. Mm. Um, but like, can I, how how can I got away with it? Like, yeah. You did, you, did you notice? I suppose uh, uh, the, the cleverness and, and the, uh, you know, and it was fairly obvious. Yeah. Straight away, straight yeah, yeah. away, Klopp got uh, got Kanati off and and brought him brought him yeah. on. But I suppose you, you know, look. Uh, looking at the the mid the Liverpool's brand new midfield, um, you know to, the, they seem to be doing the business so far. Yeah, gelling well together now. It didn't take, it didn't take them long to adapt. You know, often you hear with new signings, uh, they need time to adapt. Uh, I think the bigger the price tag, you know, the the bigger leeway they get yeah. to adapt. But uh, yeah, sure bit of business from Liverpool. You know, um, Klopp he knows what he's doing in the transfer market. Doesn't overpay. You know. People are giving out about them, well, giving out about the board that they weren't going for the. We might say for example, that they weren't going bid from. They eventually did bid them, bid from, didn't get them. Um, whether that's Liverpool fancy, that's right or wrong. Maybe not with the performance. Uh, I say they're putting in at the start of the Chelsea career, but uh, yeah, they don't seem to overspend, but they just find the right players for the right price. That's it, and I suppose look, Liverpool. It could be like when you compare when you when you think of Everton where they are mm-hmm. in the table now, and uh, of course Man United. I mean, look, no, everyone in Man United hates the Glaziers, and mm-hmm. uh, so I mean, you know, they're not. Uh, there was a lot of things promised when they ca- came in. And uh, they didn't deliver on all their all of their promises, and uh, you know they're they're nearly like you know it's, it, you can't get rid of them now, and no, no matter no. what they do, and uh, they, they yeah. tried protesting that didn't work. They tried, no. <laughs> so but uh, look, but it's, you know when you see the protesters protesting, and they're all wearing the new United new United jerseys, and that's just money going to the Glazers. So well, this is the thing, you, you know, know. I don't know. Uh, what the, the, only, the ultimate way is you know if people don't go to the games, yeah, that's exactly the, it, yeah. the, the club are losing money, so it's mm. it's. Uh, they'd have to be voted out or can't yeah. be voted I don't know that's uh, that's that's the thing for it but uh, just uh, uh, just to go through so the the results from last week uh, Saturday the 21st to the to the 23rd of October Liverpool 2 Everton 0 uh, Bournemouth 1 Wolves 2 what did you think of that game I mean that that was going to be that was an obvious one I was, Wolves were the better they, they've, yeah, they've but- some good players yeah, Bournemouth went ahead in that game actually, I think, and uh, got an early goal, but then got a man sent off, and you know they're struggling for results. It's a manager, manager under pressure, and you know that would that would have been a big win for them. But uh, yeah. yeah, to concede goals and concede a late goal, you know, it deflates them now for going into next week. That's it. And uh, Brentford three, uh, Burnley nil. Obviously, Burnley back in, in the Premier League, but Brentford are a good side. Yeah. And and even without uh, Ericsson now that they they really yeah. have. I think they bought well. They've a good side. They've a good keeper. Yeah. Not a bad defence. Uh, midfield aren't too bad either. You know, it's it's um, you know they're get, they're getting results. Yeah. No, they've like we've we've touched on it before. You know, um, Ivan Tony been suspended for I think it's like ten months, but other players have stepped up like Visa and Imbuemo you know, scoring and yeah, that's a big win. I actually call that as a draw for some strange reason. But uh, Brentford are established Premier League team now, you could say. And you know, Bear playing Man City, it's you know they probably feel confident of picking up points f- from anywhere. Yeah, they're a good side. I don't think there's any fear of them getting real again. No it's way. Still early in the season, yeah. and uh, then uh, this is the one. Now I think we more or less we both went for United, but we knew that Brighton would give City. give them a game. And this the Man City versus Brighton, Man Man City two, Brighton one. It proved to be like what we said. They did they did give them a game. That's suggested in the result. Yeah, and it like after twenty minutes, you know. It was just a matter of how many City were going to score, you know, 2 0 up after 20 minutes. But um, 
you know, this Brighton team never say die attitude, playing great football and got a goal, lovely goal back and uh, had a few chances to nick a draw. Mm, yeah. And that just shows where Brighton are at the moment. Like, you know, they're probably disappointed with coming away from Manchester with the, with the defeat. And especially like you know the players I have now and Evan Ferguson as well, young, young and like he's only very young. Imagine what he'd be like in a couple mm. of years' time now when he when he has a lot more experience. But it'll be it'll be frightening. It'll yeah. be good for Ireland though. Good for Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Good for Ireland. We just need it. But like if you see the starting eleven they picked against Man City, like yeah, and they played again great win in the week during against Ajax to bet Ajax two 0 But like they could pick completely different eleven, mm. play the same brand of football. And get another great result, you know. Yeah, that's they, they have an exceptional team. But yeah, it, it comes down to the squad and the, yeah. the, the team, but it also comes down to the manager. Manager, and they've no, they've no superstars. Well, mm. we they probably have superstars when they sell them on, mm. but as they have players now, they don't have superstars like you. Look at Matoma, for example. Yeah, when he moves on, yeah, you no, know, he probably eventually will move on. Um, he looks like he's going to be a superstar. Yeah, yeah, you know? that's it. And I'd say, yeah, like, like I just said there with Evan Ferguson, they're really showing. There's a lot of interest shown in him, but yeah. I, I think for for his own development at the moment, he's still very young. He's better off to stay at, yeah. at Brighton, like you know, exactly. Because he's, if he goes to, we'd say Man United or there's rumours Chelsea as well. Um, is he going to start every game at them clubs at the moment at 18, 19? No, I think you he, know. But the, the it's one, your career is just one bad move away from this is it. taking a good step back. That's it. And uh, next up, then we have uh, Newcastle four, Crystal Palace nil. That was always going to happen. I mean, the, this is a serious again, another serious yeah. team. Newcastle, they're in Europe. I, I think you know what? I think playing in Europe is really benefiting them. That, that yeah. it's you can see they're a lot sharper. They're uh, you know their passing is very good. Their, their tactics are spot on. This yeah. is a very good team. Yeah, exactly. You know, there were questions over their first year back in in Champions League for for a good few years um, how would they cope but uh, Eddie Howe has um, built a very good squad there yeah um, bought right players um, bought Anthony Gordon who's playing well you know people questioning that bit of business yeah. um, Harvey Barnes well when he's out injured but um, yeah they're kind of turned into a bit of a winning machine at the moment that's it and I mean the manager like he is he is shrewd but we we seen him when he was with uh, when he was at Bournemouth uh, when he was at Bournemouth, Bournemouth as well um, maybe not not the finances or the strength and depth uh, of, a, of a squad but uh, you know he, he did a lot of great things for Bournemouth yeah he did and like a lot of people thought like with the new owners coming in um, the Saudi owners coming in that maybe they'd want a big name manager mm. that they'd give him a till the end of the season and maybe um, or have a few games and then get rid of him but um, he's had a few great results and it's nearly impossible for them to replace him and uh, yeah the way he's going there now I think he'll be in for the long haul that's it and moving on to Knott's Forest 2 Luton Town 2 I thought Knott's Forest would have got a win there um, I went for Knott's I think most people went yeah. for Knott's, uh, Knott's Forest win there but that's a good That that's actually a better result for Luton than it is for Knott's Forest oh yeah exactly if Luton didn't pick up a point against Knott's Forest and when they were 2 nil down you thought there was no chance but like if they didn't pick up a point against Knott's Forest you'd, you'd have to wonder where they're going to get a point and especially getting out away from home mm. will give them confidence going into the next game yeah, and uh, moving on then, Chelsea two, uh, Arsenal two. As as a Chelsea fan, disappointed or kind of like when, when you look at the the Arsenal side, they have they have one uh, the Gabriel Jesus is injured and uh, one or two other players, uh, you know. So uh, maybe that maybe Chelsea might have seen it, seen this as their uh, their best chance to beat to beat Arsenal. 
Yeah, I'm disappointed and happy, I suppose, at the same time with the performance Chelsea put in. You know, they were by far the better team. But um, with the way the football has gone now, goalies playing out from the back, Yeah, there's going to be mistakes. And yeah, Chelsea got punished in the worst way ever. You know, great goal from Rice. Um, but pos- positive result. But yeah, I did very disappointed with uh, lo- you know losing a two-goal lead. That's it. And moving on then to Sheffield United one, Manchester United two. Harry Maguire scores a goal in the right end, not the not the wrong end this time. Yeah, um, yeah, shaky performance again from United. Yeah. You know, I just heard the, the Sheffield United manager last week saying that the, the squad was totally depleted, like they had eleven injuries, and he would have thought United would just go in there and steamroll them. But like, you just don't know what you're going to get from United. Like that's half a squad. Yeah, 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 exactly, and. Um, you know Ryan and McTominay again to get a goal, mm. um, and like Dallow with the li- it was Dallow actually got the goal, like a late goal. You know it's just any team that plays United now has to be confident going against them. Yeah, yeah. You know you just don't know what you're going to get. I don't think there's much confidence in the manager, yeah. in the team he picks. You know chopping and changing all the time, and like if you're going to play a team with Harry Maguire and Johnny Evans as centre backs, yeah. you know well if you get enough ball into the box, you have a good chance of getting the result against United. That's it, and a lot of people were kind of, you know, it was Onana, the, a lot of people were starting yeah. to not rate him, but uh, obviously, like, uh, of this matter, but, uh, you know, he, he saved that penalty, he saved mm-hmm. that penalty to save United again on, yeah, yeah. on, on, on uh, you know, on Tuesday, was it Tuesday yeah. or Wednesday, so, I mean, uh, you know, mm-hmm. he, is, he, is, he has come back reincarnated, and, uh, yeah. of course, Harry Maguire... Um, Getting the goal you know, as well, yeah, yeah, I was like, but, uh, yeah, Onana needed that save, yeah. but, but I... I don't think he's saving, even though he's made a few mistakes. But his, his shot stopping, he was brought in, like, obviously, to play out from the back. Mm. But, uh, yeah, he needed that save to try and get his confidence back again and give the back four a bit of confidence as well. But speaking as a goalkeeper, though, myself, I, I mean, like, saving a, big, saving a penalty in a must-win must yeah. game in, in, in the Champions League, last kick of the game, I think, you know, even though... He has been done it, but that that'll uh, that'll bring his confidence on no end. And I think even though that's just one save, as oh, a yeah, keeper exactly. that can make a huge difference. To Absolutely, a and then, uh, yeah, I don't think they deserve to win to win that game yeah, against Copenhagen. Well, we but, don't uh, we don't always get what we deserve. No, and exactly, yeah, sport, yeah, no. but um, yeah. yeah, I think just what he needed now, but. Uh, you wouldn't be sure where the next mistake is going to come from. This is it here. You're only one match away from it. Yeah. yeah. You could be today's hero and tomorrow's Yeah, tomorrow's villain, villain. Yeah, yeah exactly. uh, And uh, moving on then to uh, Aston Villa 4, um, West Ham, or West Ham United 1. Yeah, yeah. I suppose, yeah, that Villa, Villa have really been putting in the performances this season. Yeah, I don't know if you remember about four or five, maybe six weeks ago, someone in the studio thought Villa get relegated. Yeah, we're not going to name it. <laughs> no, we're not going to name it. But uh, yeah, you have to be just super. <laughs> you have to be super impressed by Villa. Yeah. You know, I had that down as a draw. Yeah. Um, but uh, if yeah. they keep playing like that, they could be in. They, they could be playing in the Europa League next year. Oh, they're playing the Champions League next year. Yeah. To keep going the way they're going. Yeah. yeah. You know, just four goals coming from all over the pitch. Um, playing great football. Um, very underestimated manager they have. Like, yeah. and I think it was just the perfect fit at the perfect time. Uh, going to Aston Villa you know there are a few great young players um, but Ollie Watkins coming back into form now he had a slow start this season um, yeah great win for Villa and uh, finally I think we all we all went for uh, we all went for Spurs in this one Spurs 2 Fulham nil. yeah not a surprising result at all 
Especially, like, I suppose, really, you could you could have many factors to uh, to Fulham, how poor F- Fulham would were, but I suppose the main one you'd have to point to is that they no longer have Mitrovic, and he was their yeah. main, so they, he was their main sco- source of goals. Exactly, it's in the Premier League, like it's so hard to replace a striker. Do you know, you could buy a hundred million striker, and he's not going to score the goals, and you know, you just have to. If, it's for a club like Fulham, for a club like Fulham, you just have to try and get lucky with the striker, yeah. and it's going to get you twenty goals because like that's a the void they have to fill with Mitrovic leaving. But uh, but you see, with, with, with a, a striker too, uh, a striker will score if he's getting the service. But uh, like yeah. at a team like like Fulham, he like he did, he was br- a brilliant player. Anyway. Yeah. But would you would you consider the the, the, the quality of the players around? Well, no, they were yeah. kind of good when he was there, and he was he was getting yeah, like William. William is pushing on like he's and yeah. um, Di Reed, you know you're not going to get great quality from them but like you know they're not going to be judged in a game against Tottenham you know Tottenham are top of the league and very surprising that they're there but uh, they're there on merit Absolutely. let's be honest you know they're playing great football they've um, Son who's flourishing now that Kane is gone which you wouldn't have thought but mm. um, and then Madison who's been a great buy mm. um yeah, he seems to be getting better with every game. And it's just a very good atmosphere around the club at the moment. Absolutely, you know, and that's it's a fine it's a fine stadium, and you know the, it's it certainly is yeah. a, a good a good choice as manager. Yeah, so. they've suffered for a few years now, so yeah, you know, this could be it. This could be it. Yeah. <laughs> now, um, <clears throat> I suppose uh, we better uh, yeah um, move on to the predictions results. Yeah. Um, Aiden six out of ten. Dara six out of ten. Emer seven out of ten. Martin nine out of ten. Noel six out of ten. Uh, Eugene, that's uh, Noel's father. Um, eight out of ten. Brian five out of ten. Oh, I pipped you by one there, yeah. Brian. Oh, very bad. <laughs> and and your mum uh, eight out of ten. Mm. So well well done to your to your mum there. And the results as they go uh, for the season so far, I'm on two. Martin's on four. Between that's between myself and Martin, or you know, and um, then so I'm on one. Martin's on two. Mary's on three. That's your mum is on three. Noel is on two. Brian is on three. And uh, unfortunately, Noel's father is on the princely zero. Oh god! Even I, even I got yeah. two. Like, you know, yeah. so I mean, and but then the games are the games are tricky to call. Like you've a lot of yeah. a lot of teams that could beat any team. You know, and then and then like there's there's been two was it one or two international breaks as well. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they, they they can throw up injuries and different things, and players come back tired and different things. And uh, so in Martin's work, then Emer is on four, Dara's on five, and Martin's on. Geez, he, he's even winning that. Yeah. So uh, the Premiership matches for. Um, for, yeah, we do. We read out those in uh, Spurs, uh, Spurs and Palace, and uh, yeah, that's uh, sorry. These are the results. Yeah, we we discuss these now. Uh, these are this weekend's matches, and uh, Crystal Palace versus Spurs again. Look like last week. It's hard to see beyond Spurs and the, the form they're in at the moment. Yeah, Palace coming off the back of a four 0 defeat to Newcastle. Yeah, um, you just wonder. I, I was just thinking there, like you know, when Vieira was fired last year and. Hodgson came in steadied the ship got a few great results mm. and had a great finish to the season maybe it would have been best if they just cut ties and mm. let another manager younger manager come in but um, yeah struggling this season now they've picked up a few injuries and yeah the way Spurs are going um, you can't but see a Spurs win that that's it an interesting one for you this week uh, a, Lond- a London derby uh, Chelsea versus uh, Brentford yeah as I said Chelsea looked impressive last week um you know, but 
the mistakes from the goalie going to cost them? Are they going to keep playing out like that? Mm. You know, you have to decide when is a good time to play out, when is a good time to go along. Um, Brentford as well coming on the back of a good result. Um, but I think this game will you'll get to see where Chelsea are if they can yeah. if they can beat a team like Brentford. You know, it's it's great to get yourself up for a game against Arsenal. Yeah, because I mean, uh, Brentford Brentford are the type of team. It's very, very, it's yeah. very silly to to underestimate them because you, oh, you yeah. see you see what they do, you, you know that they, they they are a, a, ban- a banana skin for any, oh, yeah. any top team. Yeah, the, like with Chelsea start of the season, there's no reason. Like they should be going in thinking they're going to beat Brentford, but like they can't be going in expecting to beat them. You know, yeah, I know. You take your eye off the ball. You know, just get a good uh, result against Arsenal last week. Doesn't mean you've got given right to beat Brentford. So. Yeah, tricky, but I went for uh, Chelsea. And uh, yeah, then uh, Arsenal versus Arsenal versus um, versus Sheffield United. You have to you'd have to say uh, Arsenal, even though they they are without, uh, as I said, without Gabriel Jesus. Uh, you know that they still have the quality. Obviously, like we keep saying, Declan Rice he makes a huge difference in midfield. And yeah. of course, the players the players around him, he is he he has some serious talent around. Yeah, him. but I still think Arsenal are missing the. 20 goal a season striker yeah. that would get them the title you know you've in Ketia he gets you 10 or 11 goals Jesus yeah. can't see him getting 20 goals and uh, certainly now that he's out injured yeah well exactly yeah um, yeah. I think Barrett will bounce back um, Sheffield United had a good performance last week not unlucky not to get a point but uh, yeah I went for Arsenal on that and uh, yeah, so Bournemouth uh, Bournemouth Versus Burnley, now this could be this, this could be an interesting one. Yeah. This, this, you could kind of say that this is even Stevens, really. Yeah, this is even though it's early in the season. You reckon this is a six-pointer, and I think whichever manager loses this is going to be under serious pressure. There's rumours that the Bournemouth manager, if he loses this, he could be gone. Mm. Um, yeah, they need a win. Um, I've gone for Bournemouth only because they're playing at home. But Bournemouth between last season and this season they haven't won a game they've won yeah they're winless in the last 13 Premier League games mm. from the end of last season to the start of this season yeah and of course and finally then look um, you know this is going to be a great one I know I'll, I'll read out my predictions uh, in a few minutes but uh, Wolves Wolves versus Newcastle this is going yeah, to be this an interesting one I suppose on paper you'd put, you know given the given current form You'd probably have to. You'd probably have to go for Newcastle. But anything yeah. can happen. These I went actually games. for. I went for a draw on this game. Might be yeah. foolish enough, but uh, yeah, Isaac is out injured now. I think he got injured in the international break. Um, Tanioli suspended for ten months. But I'm not. I heard on the way over in the car that he might be playing tomorrow. Yeah, I saw which that is, as well. In the, which is yeah. strange, given that he's. They haven't been notified by FIFA that he's suspended. So yeah, that's a strange one. But uh, Bulls are very reliant on Neto. Yeah. Um, but if they get the ball to him. Um, you know he's able to do anything. Uh, yeah, so I went for a draw on this one. Surprising one. Yeah, I mean because like you know Wolves there, you were saying Neto. It is it is kind of dangerous when you're over. It sounds like they're yeah. like, overly reliant on him. And I think yeah. do you know if if you're kind of want to get into the top half of the table, you need to be. It needs to be in. Yeah, you need to be in goals. Down to the personnel you have, but um, you, you need to be kind of have at least three, maybe four lads. Yeah, there chipping in with goals, but yeah. like yeah, they've lost Jimenez and you know they've Wang up front. Um, you know you can't see him. He's going to struggle to get double figures. I think this season, but. Uh, yeah, they're probably over on Neto, but if he keeps performing, yeah, they can get a few results and 
maybe pick up a point against Newcastle this weekend and of course uh, moving on to Sunday then we have Newcastle, we have West Ham versus Everton Everton look and I know they're uh, Liverpool's rivals but really like anyone that's looking at this fixture they're not really for, for me Everton Everton aren't really showing um, they're for, of course they're without Kane as well he got sent off the last yeah. day so uh, he, he'll be out for it mm. um, a lot of people don't really rate him though but uh, do you know like it's it's, it's yeah, hard this, to know with this Everton team. Yeah, it's for me. It's it's uh, it's you'd have to go for West Ham. Yeah, I went I went for West Ham simply again for the fact that they're playing at home. Yeah, you know you, it's two teams you don't know what you're going to get. Even though West Ham have had a good start of the season, they've kind of faltered a bit. Um, Lighting glass last night in the Europa League. Um, yeah, took a heavy defeat to Aston Villa last week, and uh, Everton didn't expect a defeat against Liverpool but uh, yeah very hard one to call but I'm going to go for West Ham just because they're at home yeah and uh, Villa versus Luton Town hard to look, hard to look beyond uh, Villa in this one but we've seen, we've seen that you know Luton I suppose considering you know the size of the club and you know they haven't the, the last week was their first kind of point on yeah. the board uh, they will be even even though it's only a point they'll still be going into this bosom but it's hard to see beyond it's kind of hard to be uh, see beyond Villa on that one yeah it's a tough fixture to get after picking up a point but uh, yeah Villa just um, in tremendous form you know Emery has to be contender for manager of the year I think already mm. um, with the thing, with the, what he's doing with that squad um, goals come from all over the pitch Um yeah, I can't see Luton getting that in this game. And of course, you know the, the the great thing is, and and a lot of things can change mid season because of the obviously the transfer market opens again in uh, around Christmas. So managers could be sell there. There be a lot of selling and buying. That's good. That's going to that's kind of the key part of the season as well. Like because you know si- signings are pay- players being sold and signings being made can actually turn a season around. Yeah, but you don't want to panic by either. No, no, but you some know. do. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Some but, like so, some are shrewd. Like I mean, Liver- um, as as you just said there earlier on, there uh, you know uh, Jurgen Klopp is is kind of shrewd. A lot of people criticise him, as you said, for for not uh, for for not kind of buying buying loads of players. But yeah. he, he he is right because it's all right buying a player, but there's no point in buying a player for for the sake of buying a no, player. Exactly. You have to bring the right players to the club that can play and fit in the way you want the team to play, and that that's kind exactly. of key. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to just um, buy a player just for the sake of buying a player. Yeah, and uh, that brings us on to uh, Brighton, who are having a very good season again, and they're taking on uh, they're taking on Fulham. I, you know, that that that's that's uh, another another straightforward one, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think yeah, I think I've gone for Brighton in this game. You know, they're lucky last week not to get a point off Man City, and uh, Fulham coming off the back of a disappointing result against Tottenham. You know, um, yeah, I just. Can't see past the Brighton win in that game, and of course that takes us on to Liverpool are at home to Notts Forest. That's you know that that, that that's key for Liverpool. That's two home games in a row. Yeah, uh, they were at home to Everton last week. They're at home to uh, Notts Forest this week. You'd have to go for uh, Liverpool are on the series. I mean, since the start of the season, I think they they only lost one game. I think. Yeah, drew. Yeah, season. drew with Chelsea. I think. Yeah, drew with Chelsea. Yeah. And I think they lost a the game. Mm, perhaps. They? Yeah. Yeah, but they're just going very well at the moment. You know, and great win last night. I think they won four one last night. Um, yeah, he's just surprising that they've started so well. I know, you know, Liverpool always expect to be up there last season, probably was a blip. Um, they're always expect to be up there, but um, yeah, the signings they've made 
have gelled so quickly and um, yeah tricky game for Forest to go to Anfield um, yeah Liverpool win and, and of course you know the thing with Liverpool I suppose this season when you compare it to last season sometimes I suppose they, they do get kind of caught on the break but not yeah. as, not so much this year as no. when you compare it to previous years I mean they, they, they do seem to get forward but they seem to get back on time when needed so they, they don't they might get and even if, yeah even if they do get caught out like they still have to beat Alisson who's yeah. probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the moment and if you if you watch Liverpool games the amount of important saves he makes at the right times and like brilliant saves yeah you know you just always have that cover at the back knowing that he's there to um to bail you out if you're caught up the field or something like that yeah and uh, of course that takes us on then finally to Manchester United versus Man City um, obviously look Man United will be buzzing after the, the you know the last two results obviously uh, their their the result of the the weekend and of course you know in the in the Champions League but look at I'm not I'm not not <laughs> Not drowning their parade no, or anything, yeah. but I mean, the, it was it was only against um, Sheffield Wednesday. And Sheffield United, yeah, yeah, you know. exactly. Yeah. Um, but look, it's these these are little teams. It's a derby, yeah, corner, yeah, you know, exactly. But, yeah. And, and I mean, the, these two teams do raise their um, they do they do raise their game, but it's still hard to see beyond um, yeah, beyond Man City. Yeah, and United have to raise theirs a lot, and City have to come back a good bit. Um, just the football United are playing at the moment not great at all like you know they're bringing back in McTominay to try and steady the ship to get goals they're um, relying on Harry Maguire to come up with the goal and Johnny Evans in, in the centre back like you'd imagine Haaland is going to have a field day against him too but um, yeah you'd have to be thinking of a comfort win for Man City but it's a derby you never know and United are at home that's it that's it and, uh, but a heavy defeat in this one I know they've had two wins but two unconvincing wins heavy defeat here and Ten Hag could be back under pressure again and this is it uh, you, you know pre- you know what they say pressure retires but <laughs> Ten Hag is, on, on, under, is pressure. under pressure to to, uh, to uh, get results so my, my predictions for uh, for this week are, are as follows uh, Crystal Palace versus uh, Spurs I went for Spurs um, Chelsea versus Brentford I went for Chelsea Arsenal versus Sheffield United I went for Arsenal um, Bournemouth versus uh, Burnley. I went for um, I went for a draw on that one. Actually, I went oh, for, yeah. um, um, Wolves versus Newcastle United. I went for Newcastle um, on Sunday. Then New- West Ham versus Everton. Uh, I went for uh, I went for West Ham. Villa versus Luton Town. I went for Luton. Or no, sorry, I went for uh, I went for Aston Villa. Brighton versus Fulham. I went for Brighton. Liverpool Forest. I went for Liverpool and United versus. Uh, City, I went for City. So uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's hard to see. Yeah, no draws. It's this is the one week I think that now many people would predict draws in many of the games. Maybe one or two. Yeah, that's it. And uh, just to uh, just to go through uh, some other some other uh, people's results there, and just bear with me one moment. I'm just uh, getting them up here in you. But uh, yeah, it's, it's going to be an interesting. Uh, there's going to be there's some very interesting. Uh, you know uh, results in there, but some some of a lot of them are are, are very kind of straightforward. That they you know you'd have to say that they're uh, that they're going to be uh, that that they're yeah they're straightforward. So we start off with Dara's uh, predictions, and Dara went for Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley, Newcastle, 
and a draw for that for the next game, then Villa and then a draw and then Liverpool and then City. And then uh, let me see. Yeah, so and then we're we're going for um then Brian, yeah, you read out yours and you can read out your mum's then and uh Um Yeah, read out your mum's there. Uh to- Fulham and Spurs, you went for Spurs, Chelsea, Brentford, Chelsea Arsenal and Sheffield United Arsenal Bournemouth and Burnley went for a draw um, Wolves v Newcastle she went for Newcastle West Ham v Everton she went for um, she went for West Ham Aston Villa v Luton she went for Aston Villa um, Brighton v Fulham Brighton uh, Liverpool not Forest Liverpool and Man United Man City she went for Man United or no Man City sorry Man City, she yeah. killed me for that <laughs> <laughs> I know you picked up yeah. you, you saw there yeah. you're, uh, now Noel's uh, Noel's prediction that's Noel Walsh from Thurles he always sends in his uh, everyone sends in their uh, their predictions every week it's, it's kind of exciting it's a good thing to get going isn't it yeah. these our predictions it, it brings a bit of a, a bit of crack to the show and uh, so uh, Noel's predictions are Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Newcastle, West Ham, Aston Villa, Liverpool, Bournemouth, uh, Liverpool versus Bournemouth, a draw, Man United versus uh, Man City, a draw, and went for Brighton. Uh, his dad, Eugene Walsh, um, went for Spurs, Chelsea, Arsenal, Burnley, Newcastle, uh, West Ham, Aston Villa, Liverpool, and Man City, and Brighton. And I read out my predictions there as well. So yeah, so overall, I suppose you know it's been uh, some some very interesting uh, yeah, you predictions think the, there. You, you know? think they're easy to predict, but then um, come five o'clock on a Saturday or seven o'clock on a Monday evening when you've got four or five wrong. And of course, and of course, uh, Friday <laughs> matches are, are are make it interesting as well. Yeah, exactly. Into the weekend yeah. as well. And uh, just as well as that, we're going to go on to local soccer and. Uh, we're going to go to local soccer and going to now I have so it's it's uh, it's nice to to look at in, into local soccer as well. So I'm just going to sorry about this, folks. I'll be back in one take after this. Yeah. So um, now I have it here. No, so what? Yeah, so uh, what? What do you think of the? Uh, we'll be touching on it in a few minutes, but uh, you know, it's uh, it's a very exciting weekend when you think of uh, the matches that are on this this weekend, isn't it? And uh, you know, I suppose the third and play, fourth place playoff is, is going to be interesting as well. Yeah, I suppose it's the game no one wants to be in. You know, when you lose in the same final, you probably just want to come home. But uh, now that both teams are there, both teams are going to want to win it. Um, you know, you'd wonder how Argentina are going to dust themselves down and yeah. get up for this game. You know, it took a heavy defeat. You know, the, they had people give them little chance going in against um, New Zealand, but like they'll be very disappointed with their own performance. You know, they had beaten New Zealand this year. Um, yeah, but just never showed up. Yeah. Never got going. Early tries from uh, from New Zealand really killed the game off. Whereas England, on the other hand, you know, put in great performance. You know, very unlucky not to win that game. You know, um, only a late try and a penalty. 
Um, you know, depending on what side you're on, a questionable penalty. But um, definitely deserve to win that game. So they'll feel that to justify, you know, people putting them down before the World, before the World Cup. You know, people are giving them no chance. The manager was under pressure. So if they can come away from a World Cup finishing third, you know, there's plenty to build on going into the Six Nations and that'll be a great success for them. So, um, yeah, hopefully an open, expansive game with lots of tries. But uh, England to win it, I think. I think so, yeah. They have, they have the better the, the yeah. better experience. And, uh, yeah, now, so now I'm going on to uh, the, the weekend fixtures in the Roscommon District Football League. And it kicks off tonight in the Women's League. Uh, in the yeah, in the Women's League, there is uh, Kilcarran United versus... Uh, oh, yeah, Kilcarran United versus Shivan Rovers has been postponed at uh, Shivan Rovers' request. And uh, then tomorrow's fixtures in the Reserve League, Roscommon United take on... Uh, Boyle Celtic that's at 4pm uh, Moor United versus CP Ajax is at 11 a, is at 11am Shivan Rovers versus Ballinagar Manor that was actually changed to last night and uh, the game was played in um, in Le Caro and uh, we had a, a 6 a six nil win over Shivan Rovers I was a physio for that and uh, you know the going, that, that's a good start to the season not doing not doing the old goal difference any any harm anyway and no. uh, first three points of the season uh, so well done there and uh, that's uh, great to see and then as, and then um, Sky Valley Rovers take on Dunmore Town and that kicks off at 11 uh, this Sunday and I think uh, yeah just to mention it and there's actually um that's a, it also connected to uh, Balnagar Manor, myself and uh, Jerry. Jerry Ward is a, a good friend of mine, and he's a player with Balnagar Manor. We're both involved in this county squad this weekend, and we are playing away to um, to Sligo Rover to Sligo Rovers, Sligo Leitrim, and there, yeah, in, and that game is in. Uh, that game is in uh, McSharry Park and the, that kicks off at 3pm uh, preparations have been uh, you know we've training has been going all right, has been going well uh, last week we had a great a, a good uh, win over uh, Willow Park of Athlone um, training training on Wednesday night that, that went well the squad was uh, finalised as well so uh, yeah hopefully I, I think it's it's not promised too bad over the weekend so and the, the game is on AstroTurf as well so that's that's going to be that's going to be interesting that's not too bad because the last three games we've had last the uh, the game against uh, the game against Boyle Celtic we had a friendly that was on uh, that was on AstroTurf the game last week against Ballasadair uh, that was on AstroTurf as well unfortunately that that didn't go our way. Three uh, one de- defeat there, but uh, look, um, we're back in the. We're back. Uh, looking forward to getting back involved with the uh, in the Roscommon District League, the first division. We're two out of two in that, so that's uh, that's good as well. And we've some players to come back, so uh, uh, looking forward to that. So uh, yeah, so that's the Oscar Trainer Cup on Sunday. Uh, Sligo Leitrim take on uh, Roscommon District Football League. Looking, I'm looking forward to that myself, uh, being involved and. Um, and that moves on. Then uh, also on Sunday, all these games are at eleven a.m. Uh, Ballinagar Manor uh, versus Ballymo. That is actually uh, called off. Uh, that's been postponed uh, due to myself and Jerry being involved in uh, the Roscommon District League. Uh, Kilcarran United will take on Dunmore Town. That's at eleven a.m. And uh, Ballahadreen take on Clunfad United at eleven a.m. Uh, moving on to Roscommon District League South, and that is. Uh, 
Sky Valley Rovers take on St. Coons at 11am. Moylaw 79 and Cam's, Cam Dyser has been postponed at Cam's request. And uh, finally then for... Um, Finally then, moving on to the Women's League for Sunday. St. Coons and Hasker United uh, take on Boyle Celtic with a kickoff of 2pm. And uh, finally then, Cam Celtic ta- uh, the, Cam- the Cam Celtic versus Ballinasloe Town game has been postponed. So there, there, that brings you up to date on the uh, Roscommon and District League fixtures. So now we're going to go on to, uh, you know, I suppose the... Um, the uh, stories of the week, and uh, there's some very, there's some very good ones. I mean, I suppose we'll kick off with the, um, I suppose the the uh, the the obvious one. I suppose is the World Cup. Yeah, really looking forward to this game. Um, you know, disappointed obviously they were not in it. Yeah, of, you know, yeah. just a hand under the ball against New Zealand, we would have been in it because yeah. I think we would have beaten them. And of course, they had, they had the good start that they had as well. Exactly. Yeah. 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 But um, yeah. New Zealand in a World Cup or they just you know they hadn't been a lot of people have been saying that this is a poor New Zealand team but no I don't think there's ever such a thing as a poor New Zealand team you know they'd um, they just perform in a World Cup you know they're one team you can never write off um, but uh, yeah playing a strong African team is going to be uh, South Africa have a um, strong pack you know, I think that that's what the game could be decided. You know, uh, South Africa's power against New Zealand's flair. You know, New Zealand have better, better backs. South Africa probably better forwards. Um, I think you went for. I, I read there today. Uh, South Africa have gone for seven forwards. Seven four, yeah, just like they're doing against Ireland, which yeah. you know you could say backfired. But uh, do you think it's backfire against New Zealand, given the quality that New Zealand have? Like, yeah, well, they're they're going to their strengths, and you know what the coach thinks is going to win them the game. You know, but if you get an injured injured back after 15 minutes like your hamstring for the rest of the game yeah. so it's a big call especially in the World Cup final you know it's okay doing it in a pool match you know where you can afford to lose that's it but, but like, doing it in the World Cup final like when you look at the player when you look look at both teams I suppose um, you know no matter who who the player I suppose the physical they're both very physically well well built players so I suppose in that sense it's going to be even Stephen but uh, yeah. you know it, it, I think you know, it's going to be a very close game, but it is like coming into the coming into the World Cup. You know, New Zealand had lost uh, thirteen tests since two thousand and nineteen World Cup. Yeah. You know, and before that, you had to go back ten years before the last thirteen games. Yeah. You know, the manager had been under pressure, and I, he's been replaced after the World Cup. You know, um, but they're just they're a different animal in the World Cup. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, you can never write them off, and you know the way they obliterated Argentina. Mm. You know, Will Jordan getting a hat trick. You know, he got a few. You know, with, with you want to say handy tries, but you know, just crossovers. But you know, the one he got in the second half of the solo run. You know, he's in great form. Um, and you've South Africa on the other hand. You know, their wingers. You know, they've had a great World Cup. So yeah, it's going to be an intriguing battle. Um, who's going to win this? You know. It's it's going to be tight. It's going to be tight. Uh, my, my shout anyway will be will, will be uh, New Zealand. Yeah, I think I'll go for New Zealand too. Um, you know they've, you know they're after their loss to to France in the first game. Mm. You know they've slowly crept up. Like you know they put in massive wins. I wouldn't say slowly crept up. Like they have massive wins in the rest of the group games. You know, mm. but a great win against Ireland. You know, Ireland maybe people can say they underperformed in that game, but uh, New Zealand got a great start and probably had the work done after twenty minutes and ground out the result. And um, 
you know, after South Africa's game against England, very lucky to win that game. I don't think they deserve to win that game. Yeah. Do you know, England played the better rugby. Um, you know, wasn't pretty under the conditions, I suppose. Favoured England, you know, with the high kicking and a lot of knock ons and stuff like that. But um probably is a fifty fifty game. Yeah. Depending on which you like. Do you like the power of South Africa or you know, New Zealand the powers that but the flair of New Zealand from the backs. Yeah, um, yeah, tricky. I'll I'll go for New Zealand That's because nice. they had a better semi final result. Yeah. And going in with huge confidence. Um Big call from uh, South Africa, replacing Libok at scrum half. Yeah. Or that out half. Um, maybe they're planning on winning a lot of penalties from the scrum. Yeah. And you need in the final, you need to have your best kicker, your yeah. goal kicker. Libok might be a better uh, number ten from open play. Um. But like, if you're coughing up goals, penalties, like he did against Ireland, I think he left like twelve points on the field against Ireland. Like, if you leave twelve points on the field in a, in a World Cup final. They're not going to win, especially against New Zealand. That's it, and uh, yeah, so it's going to be it's going to be exciting, and that kicks off tomorrow at eight o'clock. So it's on. I think it's on RT, and it's on Virgin as well. well. So there you go. It's uh, if uh, I think for any rugby fan, I I think uh, you know it was really rugby fever for this World Cup because there were people that really mightn't have had much interest, but uh, I think it uh, ignited the imagination. Really, did yeah, it did. But I think. No, a very a lot of very one sided games in it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and the quarter final draw was very uh, deflated well, everyone, I think, you know, yeah. when you'd you had all the the games and that, you know, the one side was very tough. One side could have been the semi finals and semifinals and finals and you know, the other side was the easier side, but like, you know, that's just uh, the nature of it. But um, yeah, great tournament overall I think, even though some of the games very lopsided you know you had the dark horse like Portugal surprising everyone getting a few wins yeah, so they'll go away and build on stuff like that and uh, come back stronger in four years time that's it it's going to the, the next one is going to be very good yeah so. then your teams like uh, Tonga underperformed you know a lot of stuff was expected from Tonga yeah. you know they got players from New Zealand uh, with the new rule that rugby brought in and you know they, they failed to perform to their expectations mm. so um, yeah a few teams going away with a lot to build on a few teams going away with uh, a lot of work to do that's it and moving on to local sport now and St Bridget's uh, defeated uh, a very good Boyle side to win the Roscommon Senior Football Championship County Final last Sunday St Bridget's now uh, go forward to meet the Connacht uh, to the Connacht Championship the Connacht Club Championship um, and uh, they they will be playing uh, they will be playing the Sligo champions who are Strand Hill so that'll be uh, that'll be that should be a very good game uh, again Bridges Bridges should win with their 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 greater experience and they 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 have a they have a very good quality side and that was reflected in what was uh, um, you know when you, when you look at the talent they have from one, one to fifteen so you'd have to you'd have to feel sorry for Boyle. Yeah, they you were know, like I mean the, the exact same scores last yeah, year. Falling down by a point, getting so close, like you know, a great comeback, three points down with like five minutes to go, getting yeah. it back to a point, and you know, missing the free at the end, heartbreak. Mm. And of course, uh, there was a man there that was playing for Boyle as well, Fergal O'Donnell, the former uh, and, and a good teammate of mine and a good friend of mine, uh, Fergal O'Donnell. He's a, he's actually a guard in. Um, 
uh, down that way, and he's uh, his son. His son uh, plays plays for him as well, and yeah. apparently, by all accounts, he played very well on, on yeah, Sunday. But it, that that's annoying when you you know you, you put everything yeah. into it. You have a brilliant game, and you still end up on the losing side. Yeah, the exactly. Side. As a Mayo supporter, I can only I can feel Boyle's pain. Yeah. You know, it's just about dust themselves down, uh, take the winter off, and go back and uh, hopefully go one step further next year. Um, but a lot of scares there now after two years in a row. That's it. And uh, moving on then to uh, we were talking off air about this the the new the new rules that they're bringing in. They're experimenting with it in th- uh, third level third level uh, in the freshers and the Sigerson Cup, and that is the kick off. Now the the way that this operates is the goalkeeper kicks the ball out. It has to go past the forty five yard line before the defender uh, can uh, can catch the ball. If not. Um, it can be a throw in near the goal or or free. So, uh, I mean, that's uh, is that is that trying to kind of get rid of the short kickouts? Yeah, I think so. Uh, I think they it have, sounds like that. They yeah. have. I don't know if they're changing too much, but like they have to try and do something with the mm. gate intercounty Gaelic at the moment. Yeah. You know, when we saw the the new format last year and the quarterfinals were built up to be the saviour of Gaelic football, and. Barham one game they went to penalties mm. it was a Mon and Armagh I think went to penalties the other three were were like over half non-events like you know and uh, yeah I think this is a, it could be a good rule you know um, be even it up more uh, contests out on the middle you know the purest of Gaelic football yeah. you know love to see a, a midfielder win the ball oh, yeah. you they know were, back to the old days yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. you know if you go back to Dublin winning the All-Irelands they're 10 All-Irelands their platform was based on Cluxton getting the ball out as quick as he can mm. pinging it out to the halfbacks or even going short mm. to uh, to the cornerbacks but this is going to change tactic now teams are going to have to push up you know win the ball around the middle get the game moving um, well I thought my, my thought the game down was the the keeper can't kick the ball out as quick as he would want to, you know, just short little pass the cornerback. But there's uh, more contests around the middle, which will be good yeah. for the game. And I suppose, especially when two teams have good midfield. Exactly. It, yeah. it really, you know, that, and that that's what people love. I mean, you see now in the, I suppose in the 80s, you know, the Kerry, the, the Kerry Dublin clashes will be the ones that would stand out and uh, yeah. you know, some brilliant, brilliant uh, midfield exactly. performances. Yeah, like your Darrow O'Shea midfielder, mm. you know, your Kieran Whelan's. Um, but now you see teams putting athletes in midfield. You know, we'd say uh, Mayo moved uh, Conor Loftus to midfield, who wouldn't be known for his high fetching. You know, they're going to go back to uh, an Aidan O'Shea around the middle. Yeah. Would he have the legs for it anymore? So teams are going to have to adapt. But uh, Apparently he's going well. Apparently he's going well yeah, in, the, yeah, in, in, the, in the Mayo Championship. Yeah, so great he, semi-final, great quarter-final. Um, but we'll see how he gets on in the final. He, that's... Where people throw <laughs> throw muck at Aidan O'Shea down through the years, but uh, it actually would be nice to see him get over the line in the end. And um, then th- there was another rule as well. You were saying from the we were saying from the uh, from the sideline or from a free that it can't go back if it yeah if it's sideline or between the two twenty ones if there's a sideline ball or a free you can't go back can't mm-hmm. kick it back, which is good. You know, a lot of people I'd say Gaelic football is losing viewership big time because mm-hmm. a lot of people are just disappointed with the. Uh, the hand passing oh, uh, you know, there is too much, I would have liked that rule to come in you know you can have mm. five or six hand passes you have to kick it yeah. you know, but there's too many rules now for the referees mm. you know they're struggling at the, they're struggling as it is yeah. you know, so I bring in more rules but um, yeah it'd be good to see the game moving forward yeah. instead of backwards you know 
people I think are just getting fed up for at the moment yeah, yeah. you know the hand passing and teams getting everyone back behind the ball so hopefully we'll just uh, we won't judge it yet we'll have to see how it goes and uh hopefully improves the game because it needs it at the moment that's it and of course a bugbear of mine I was also saying to you off air is the mark I, do, I really don't see yeah. the sense of it. I don't think it really adds it and I'm not just saying that because it costs it costs for scamming against uh, against Calera in the championship no, of course, yeah. but it, it, it really you know it's it, it, like you're, it you're being rewarded for catching the ball well, that, that's, a, that's yeah. a skill anyway like I mean yeah it didn't uh, don't think it had the desired effect they'd hope it'd have mm. you know like, I mean, it, it works. It, it works in obviously it works in Australian rules, but not, yeah. not in Gaelic. Really. No, yeah. Um, now, yeah, there isn't too many. When you look back at games, like there isn't too many. You know, you would have thought teams would get a big man on the edge of the square and throw high balls in top them, but you know, you're looking at maybe three, four marks in a game. Yeah. So I think yeah they should have done away with it. But also like if if you think about it like I, I would hate to be a defender I'd hate to be playing in the half back or full back line like for, from a kick out or like when a high ball is played like cause, yeah. um you know that if you let that if you let the your the guy you're yeah. marking get the ball it's he's going it's, it's a handy yeah. point like yeah, he's yeah. going to he's going to take a mark especially I suppose it depends on the situation whether like the team that are, that they're playing against like the forwards yeah. is playing a, if they're behind or not, but it still uh, it still gives them it still gives them an advantage. Yeah, you know, like, in, yeah. if if you took it out of it, it's more of a fifty fifty than a you know giving the yeah. advantage to the def- to their yeah. Because if you're a defender, like you have to try and stop him getting the mark, and then you have to try and defend. Whereas if they got rid of the mark, you would just let him your forward win the ball and then concentrate on your defending. But uh, yeah, it's very tilted towards the forward. But uh, yeah, I don't think it had the effect that the GA hoped it would have. Yeah, but uh, we have to stick with it. This is it. We've no choice. But uh, you know, and uh, I'm sure there's going to be other. Uh, but I suppose overall, do you think that maybe you know over the last, you say, five years, do you think that maybe the GA are kind of interfering too much in the rules? There's too many rules. There's, changes, too, uh, there's definitely too many rule changes. You know, I do. I do. Who would be a referee? Like, yeah, with different rules coming in, and I don't even think most of the players know the rules at this stage. Um, but as I said, you know, Gaelic is struggling at the moment. Yeah. You know, if you see club games, you know, solo scoring, um, and even into county games, as I said, like the quarter final last year was supposed to be the saviour of GA. Yeah. And if that's saving GA, we're in serious trouble. <laughs> that, that's it, and it's going to be. Uh, you know, if you're just looking forward to, like, Finchel is hard to want to make it to Finchel, but the yeah. way, you know, and. Like Baron, you're just holding out hope that the All Ireland final is going to be good every year. Yeah, that, that's it. Mm. And uh, so, like, I mean, there are some matches before the All Ireland final, and they're nearly better than the All Ireland final. Itself. Yeah, but you're one or two max. Mm. Um, like in the Finchel football final, like Baron, maybe Connacht and Ulster. You know, you know who's going to win Leinster. You know who's going to win Munster. Yeah, that's it. Um, yeah, it's just it's predictable. And predictable, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I suppose like if you if you look at the Connacht draw, the Connacht Championship draw, um, Roscommon got a bye into the semi final, and uh, they played the winners of Mayo, Mayo New, York. New York. That's got look. I think a lot of people are just saying, oh yeah, it's going to be a Roscommon Mayo final uh, semi final. But look, we we've seen this this um, New York team as well, though. To be fair, and uh, you know they have a lot of exiled players and yeah. a lot of players coming uh, that have uh, gone over on. GA1 visas whatever yeah. uh, living over there now living and working over there or 
living over for a year or whatever and they're they're playing for New York yeah and, but I uh, think after the Leitrim game you know it was it I think the the bed the bed Leitrim but I think it was a goal of the bed and heavy f- was a goal I think played but I think they had a few heavy defeats after that like and um, and of course don't forget the the best um, who was it the bed the bed Sligo last year didn't they wasn't it. It was Leitrim, Leitrim, oh, Leitrim in Leitrim, oh, yeah. Leitrim went out, yeah, but yeah, yeah. I think they took a few heavy defeats after yeah, that. Yeah, but so um, yeah, well, I, I can't. I think we all probably go over for a training camp more than. Yeah, yeah. You know. I don't think I don't think they beat they don't beat Mayo anyway. No. And uh, yeah, so that's uh, that's it. And uh, of course, um, you know, the, there certainly is some uh, some great games, some great games and sports to to look forward to. Um, I suppose really we we, we can't uh, we can't move on without uh, paying tribute. You know, look, no matter what club you come from, whether you're a Liverpool fan, Chelsea fan, Arsenal fan, we all have to we all have to give credit to this man was a legend. The death of um, of uh, Bobby Charlton, uh, Lord of Mercy and him, um, what, the passing of a legend. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously before our time, but uh, you know, a lot of people have been saying he was in his era one of the greatest footballers of his era maybe one of the greatest footballers of all time um, you know winning the World Cup um, winning the Ballon d'Or I think he won the Ballon d'Or in 60 yeah 66 I think mm. came second 67 and 68 um, won a World Cup medal won a World Cup medal survived the plane crash you know the trauma that must bring in itself yeah. But uh, yeah, it just goes to show you the strength of his character. Exactly. Right? Yeah, he, he got through all them. Uh, I suppose that the, just coming. Yeah, attribute that kind of to his upbringing and the yeah. strength uh, and the fortitude that he had. And I suppose Jack as well. I know he wasn't in the Man United squad, but yeah. the two of them. I tell you, you know, well, the two of them were cut, were, were cut from this one. Yeah, one cloth. Like all good footballers. Yeah, <laughs> um, but you'd imagine coming towards the end of his life. You know, when he was sitting up at the box at United. He must be devastated with the. The club has been run at the moment, and you know you see the off-field stuff going on at Man United. Yeah, he must have been happy in the last few years. What was going on at United? Yeah, very, very draining on people. Yeah, on people involved in the club. And uh, right, your your thought of this is just a fleeting thing. Garnacho in hot water over his tweet on Twitter. I suppose you you heard about this thing. I did. Uh, yeah, the um, a tweet that he put up about uh, about Onana. Yeah. You just wonder what goes on in people's heads, like, yeah. do you know, with all the stuff going on in this time, uh, why would you send out a tweet like that? But just you see, I, I think the the thing with that too is, if, if you think of it, like, I mean, you know, Onana knows Garnacho, they're, they're teammates, yeah. So he he knew what he meant, but then people that don't know, like, it's how does people might think that oh, Onana might take it this way, but he, I suppose maybe but maybe he, yeah, I understand that, yeah, yeah, and. It probably is a private joke, and yeah. you know they could do that in private. Yeah, do you know instead of putting it up on the internet, yeah, yeah, putting it internet like, and if someone, God forbid, if someone does that to Anana now, yeah, do you know? Yeah, and he takes offence to it, which he rightly he should. Mm. Then they'll say, why didn't you take offence to that joke? Yeah, um, well, you know, everyone's different, I suppose. Everyone's, everyone's different, yeah, absolutely. But like, it's definitely, a, a, I don't get the joke, but I, it's definitely a joke that should have been kept behind closed doors and between themselves yeah that's it you and know it's uh, just another stick to be united with well this is it but, uh, but you, you wonder like what's the IQ level of some of the players that well, they do that anything, anything you know as you say you don't know what's going on these things yeah. but uh, yeah just uh, finally to uh, 
to end our discussions on before we, we go on to Adrian Leddy and all things rugby. Um, Ali Lennon, as we know, has, has, was sacked earlier um, as manager. Him and his management team were uh, let go uh, from their positions um, earlier on, uh, several months ago, uh, since the season started. But uh, uh, he is; they have been reinstated. So uh, that's going to be, that's uh, very interesting. And uh, I suppose everyone. The, the players know him and he, he has a good ethic and he, he gets on well with the players and he has a good way about him and uh, of course you know I've spoken to him on several occasions he, he's a great guy he's a good manager even though I suppose you know when you look at his per, at the performances of the team in the league and the championship do you know of the performances were, were absolutely top notch but they're um you know, he just got, just kind of couldn't get the results. Did hadn't a bad uh, championship, I suppose, really. Um, but you know, you'd like to think now that uh, they can prepare now uh, pre-season, and uh, hopefully they'll be they'll be ticking along now next season, and we'll uh, we'll see Roscommon doing well again next season. So uh, we'd like to wish uh, we'd like to wish Ollie Lennon and uh, his management team, and and of course the players, uh, all the best as they prepare uh, as they do pre-season training and looking ahead to twenty. 24. So, thanks very much for that, uh, and we'll we'll be talking about it before we we'll be talking more before we go. But after this, we'll be talking about all. I'm going to talk about all things rugby with Alan, with Aidan, with Adrian Leddy, and that's coming up after this. Hello, everyone. How you doing? You're very welcome to this week's rugby view with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and of course to talk about all things rugby, we have Adrian Leddy from Craig's Rugby Club. Hello, Adrian. How are you? Are you well? Good afternoon, Aidan. Uh, yeah, all, all very good now. Really looking forward to a big weekend of rugby between Connacht Rugby and uh, the the World Cup final then on, on Saturday evening. So to me, uh, yeah, rugby is really uh, taken off, and this weekend um, with with so much activity, uh, there's a lot. There's still a lot of interest, even though that Ireland isn't in the World Cup. There's still a lot of interest in the World Cup final because. They have the the two best teams of of New Zealand and South Africa in the final. There, yeah, there, there. I know it's uh, the two teams, as we do say, from down under, but they they're the, the stronghold of of uh, rugby for for years and have won the World Cup in the past as well. That's it, and of course, I suppose with regards Ireland, obviously Ireland played both of them, and um, you know, so I suppose for for Ireland's count, there I suppose one out of two ain't bad. The best, uh, the best um, South Africa just couldn't get over the line against uh, against a very good New Zealand team. But yeah, we'll we'll touch on them uh, later on. But I suppose the first thing we better start off with, as we do every week, is Craig, is Craig's Rugby Club, and uh, to to kick it off, I suppose. Um, I had the honour of doing um, doing physio at a, as a lovely um, as a great tournament uh, on Wednesday that was uh, hosted by Craig's Rugby Club and that was the youth reach um, the youth reach um, the youth reach inclusion tag rugby tournament and there was uh, there was four schools involved in that there was the Roscommon, Shum and Mount Bellew and I think Ballygar as well. Um, so it, it was lovely. I was there on the day. Obviously, um, Niall Quinn did a great job of coordinating, and of course, all the all the volunteers, and of course, his son Andy was refereeing the game, and of course, John was John was playing for Scotland Youths uh, for the Scotland Youth Reach 
uh, team as well and played played very well. So um, I suppose just getting your own point of view on on uh, tournaments like this. It was it was a tag rugby team, obviously. You know these are vital for um, you know you know for people of all abilities and and that and from all backgrounds that they can come to come together and play rugby. There was actually a couple of Brazilian lads played for. Uh, Play play for Roscommon from the for the Roscommon Youth Reach College as well, which is great to say. I suppose um, it just goes to show you the diversity as regards people from different cultures and different countries as well, but also with different abilities. And uh, that just goes to show how how much uh, rugby has come on, and I suppose how inclusive a sport it has become over the years. Yeah, absolutely, and um, you know we. I review and uh, college rugby and clubs are all, all looking at it uh, uh, as a benefit uh, to to uh, widen um, our our base in into areas that we haven't been uh, involved in uh, previously. And uh, you know, it is it is uh, fantastic to uh, to watch it in action and to you know the whole missabilities. They, they, they get all the different nationalities, as you said, uh, uh, different countries. We have ran a few of them uh, here in in Riscommon, uh, out in Listamult. Uh, we have ran them out in Dunham, um and you know, in, in various in various places. And you know, it's it's great uh, for for the uh, the young children and that there that they have that type of an outing and that there's that type of uh, rugby uh, available to them and. And rightly so, that we should make uh, uh, every effort to uh, incorporate them in the in the overall uh, system of things. And you know, there's a, a lot of uh, uh, people in in the community now from, uh, from with all the Ukraine people uh, living in in Rishama now as well. So we have to be able to have the various sporting. Um, facilities for them, and as you mentioned, the Brazilians, the Brazilians, and the Polish people have been here in in Roscommon uh, for some time and have been in, involved in in a number of sports. Uh, uh, as you know, Aidan involved in the soccer and also uh, involved in cricket as well. So you know, there's there's a lot of of different um, sports going on that uh, people are involved in, and you know, it's it's uh, great to. Have the support and 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 the volunteers uh, that's able to look after them, and uh, you know to have the facilities that we have in Craig's uh, to be able to uh, allow the uh, allow uh, games, uh, uh, all types of games like this to to go on is is great as well, and uh, we we welcome them uh, with open arms to Craig's, and uh, and at all stages there uh, that they uh, any any. Um, People that wants to organise uh, events like this, uh, they approach the club, and um, if they're covered um, insurance-wise with public liability and, and all, uh, we have no difficulty in um, allowing our facilities uh, to be used for mixed abilities or for any sport like this. So it's it's great, and I have been involved with the youth reach uh, a bit since the. Um, uh, Ukraine people came to uh, Roscommon and they're a great organisation and you know they do a lot of great work and um, it, it's you know it's it's worth remember that there's bodies like you to reach out there um, helping uh, a lot of people 
maybe they they have dropped out of the mainstream in in school and uh, youth reach have come in to to help them out and maybe put them on the right track and uh, you know it's 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 great for um for families that they know that there's a body like youth reach out there that's able to to help uh, boys and girls that may be having certain difficulties uh, dealing with the norm uh, going through the the school system that's it and i suppose uh, you know this goes to show you how, how much uh, the the students enjoyed it there was i heard one, one or two students going up to nile um you know and asking when is the next tournament when is the next tournament and you know they they enjoyed it so much they can't wait for the next tournament that 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 goes to show you i suppose how enjoyable uh tag rugby is and i suppose you know if it's run well the right people are are involved uh like Niall and i suppose uh, you, you know Niall personally yourself as well he's a great guy like he's involved in uh, the the GA club and he's involved with the rugby rugby teams and things like that and he really puts in a lot of work, no more than yourselves and everyone else at, at uh, Craig's Rugby Club. And uh, but he he really is vital, and he has he has a passion for this area of rugby as well, doesn't he? Yeah, I was uh, at a football meeting last night, and you know it's just uh, it's just amazing uh, the amount of uh, volunteers that we have, and how big uh, the the club has got with the particularly with the amount of mini rugby teams, the amount of youth teams, <coughs> and and all now, uh, like some of the uh, of our the older lads like myself were just saying to try and just cope with the size of the club and the number of people and the number of coaches, you know, just to get to know everybody now is uh, is uh, uh, is a, a difficulty. So it's great, and there's probably a lot more volunteers out there. That's uh, sending uh, their uh, boys and girls to um, to mini rugby and to youth rugby, and we would welcome them on board. That they would maybe give a give a handout uh, on the on the mornings, particularly when you have uh, big numbers, three and four hundred uh, there on a Saturday morning. And you know, some teams there's up on fifty to plus in one age group, and you know they. Yeah, you need a lot of people when you're handling that sort of numbers, and we w- would like to to welcome uh, some more parents to to take a more active role uh, in in the coaching. And it's not it's not that difficult, uh, particularly if they start at mini rugby age, they 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 get involved and they will uh, they will be shown the way by by a, a good lot of the uh, experienced coaches. And they won't be they won't be left um, uh, stranded to, to, uh, on their own, uh, Aidan. So mm. you know, there'll be good advice there and good help for them, and and it'll be good for them as well as their their son or daughter as well. And of course, you know, if, if they want to get more seriously into the coaching end of things, there's a wide array of um, of courses that can be done uh, for for coaching rugby. And of course, people like yourself, people like Niall, and and of course, uh, you, you know, the other people in in the club will be only too delighted to, uh, you know, uh, recommend and advise them on what courses to do at what stages. Because um, you know, they, it, it, I suppose once you get involved in any way in rugby. Um, but given the kind of culture, it, it it can be very addictive, and it's it's nearly like a second family when you get involved in in, in Craig's rugby club or indeed any any rugby club. Oh, it is. Yeah, that's the great thing about sport, and that's the great team about a team sport. I'd always say, uh, you know, that we are a big uh, rugby family, 
And we are, really, you know, and that's, uh, yeah, you're absolutely spot on, uh, Aidan, there, you know, that it's it's great and the comradeship and everybody involved and everyone is there uh, for the good for the good of the of their sons and daughters and to try and help out and hopefully that you know that we'll uh, see them progress and and that they'll enjoy the game. It's all you know at the end of the day, it's not all about uh, competition and getting to um, getting to to wear the green jersey of Canada or Ireland or or to be in a World Cup. It's all uh, about uh, Johnny or Mary uh, out there enjoying themselves and. You know, uh, they all have a lot, lot of energy at, at that particular age, and it's they need to use it up some way. And um, it's a lot easier, I can tell you, having reared six myself. I know what I know what it's like. Uh, uh, I had to replace all the doors in the house and 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 all when they and windows. There <laughs> was quite there was quite a few uh, rugby games played in the hallway and played in the landing and so on in, in this house. So. Uh, but that was all. That was all in the in go, go, uh, part of it. But it's nice to to have the open surroundings uh, as we have in Craig's that they can uh, go out there and enjoy themselves. And of course, like look, we mention it nearly every week or every, every now and again uh, with regards to the pairs that come along. Obviously, like you said, they can walk. There's a walkway around the pitch that can do that. But also, like you know, after training or indeed after matches. At any level, not just at the level that their kids are playing, but also let me say, if they go to or if they go to like first team games and second team games and any of the underage games, be at home or away, uh, you know they can meet up with with other families and and socialise that way because there's always tea and coffee or whatever uh, going afterwards and, and great chat and and that and that that's what it's all about the the, the social aspect and uh, I think you you find that in every club though, don't you as well. Ah, yeah, yeah, very, very much so, Ian. Very much so. It's, uh, you know, that 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 is the nice that is the nice thing about sport. Uh, no matter what what sport you're involved in, it's uh, it's nice to uh, to be able to go and visit clubs. And the one thing that I that, that I as I'm getting older myself, you know, it's it's great going around clubs and meeting people that you played with uh, when twenty years ago or thirty years ago, and you know, just um, enjoying having the chat and all that. Uh, there's that comradeship. There's that great memory, uh, great memory of 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 people that, uh, and network of people that you know through sport. And you know, it's always a great advantage when you when you go uh, to, away to a club or you go to a Connacht game or you go to an Irish game in the Viva. You know the amount of people that you run into and, and meet that you know down through the years through rugby. So that's. Uh, that's uh, the whole thing of the rugby family comes in. That's it. And of course, um, before we move on to on-field matters, um, you know, obviously, as I said, I was there on Wednesday for, for the tournament and it was great to see. But also we've seen builders and electricians and, um, you, you know, all sorts of, of um, tradesmen there still uh, still working away on it. And uh it really has that this new building has really become an impressive, um, an impressive structure, and it's really really coming on day by day, isn't it? You can really notice how it is. I took a few photos of it as well, and it's a, it's a fine building, and it's it's something that will be there that you know, but that'll be huge, not not just to be a, a huge use, not just to 
Craig's Rugby, but any anyone, any other club that visits uh, or any other people that visits, you know, as you said, for functions and things like that or events, it's it'll really serve the club well for, for many years to come. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, as you've seen from the outside, the main structure and, and all is fully completed. And um, we have uh, put in uh, the Tarmacadam uh, is down and the beautiful car park facilities there now for, for cars coming in. And um, it's no longer looks like a building site. But we, we, are, um, we are doing, it's like building a private house. It, it's all the intricacies of of uh, tile and plumb and um, electrical work, uh, doing all the individual showers, uh, rigging the whole thing out, rigging upstairs in relation to the gym and so on. So there's a lot of indiv- individual interior work that's slow uh, and it takes time and it's uh, probably the, the, the most expensive part of the building. Uh, in 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 working out all the the little plumbing bits and electrical work and tile and so on. So, but again, we're going to get there. Uh, um, in in relation to fundraising, we continue to rely very heavily on all our sponsors. Um, the the fundraising is continuing. We're running a scratch card for Saturday evening. Anybody that hasn't got their scratch card. Um, a ticket for, for Saturday evening there's still some available so it's uh, for the first score whoever uh, the the timing of the first score so the tickets are a fiver each so uh, you know they're keenly priced and it's an, uh, an opportunity maybe at the end of the game that you can walk away with a thousand euros so uh, that's there but you know we are, we are very um, appreciative and thankful to all our community and the support that we have uh, throughout uh, in relation to all our fundraising efforts through 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 all this particular period, and we will probably have to to run a further draw early in the new year in order to be able to finish the building off. That's great, and uh, we wish you all the all the best of luck with that. But sir, and uh, carrying on then now to uh, as we always do, we start off with the uh, the well, I linked them the uh, mini rugby and the underage uh, in the club. Yeah, they're 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 starting into full activity now. The the mini rugby, they're they're up and running with various blitzes, and uh, some teams are travelling away, and other teams are are playing in Craig's at the at, at the different levels. And there's a, a big blitz uh, again this Saturday morning um, against Clare Morris as the visiting team to to the club. So you know, again, that's that's absolutely fantastic, and. Then on the other hand, then with that, uh, for the young under twelve boys and girls, they will be the the guests of honor in in the sports ground on uh, um, on Saturday uh, at, at half time. So they'll they'll be going in, and we have the honors going to our under eighteen uh, winners as well. That they'll be our under eighteen girls. They'll be uh, shown at half time as well. So uh, there'll be a great. Uh, Buzz of Craig's people in in the sports ground uh, on 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 Saturday um, uh, for the Connacht v Glasgow game. So um, you know that's that's all going on. That's the way the youth operates, and it's great. That's a lovely day outing for particularly all the under twelves um, to have a have a have a day uh, playing in 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 the sports ground. And then uh, you know it's uh, thankful to 
the likes of Claire Morris, who's really basically um, uh, mini rugby and, and youth teams uh, uh, coming up. They're a young club um, getting off the ground and you know they're, they're making great strides in Claire Morris and it's nice to be able to, to welcome them uh, to Craig's on, on Saturday morning. And hopefully, hopefully you'll get the weather for now. Yesterday was a lovely day for today's. Uh, today is nice as well. But uh, yeah, so that brings us on to the uh, the second team and the and the first team in uh, Craig's Rugby Club. Yeah, yeah. Just uh, the 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 youths um, have uh, gone extremely well as well. Uh, Aidan, uh, we had a, we had a, uh, all our youth teams out at the weekend. Um, you know we had. Again, we had some wins and some loses, and you know some losses, and that's that's the way it is. And uh, this weekend, uh, there's not as much rugby on on this weekend on a, on on account of the the World Cup. So there's two uh, there's two youth games on on uh, on Sunday morning in uh, in in Craig. So again, it's there for anybody that wishes to uh, go uh, out to uh, Craig's and. Needless to say, there, there'll be a fair old buzz around Craig's this weekend with the Craig's Harvest Festival being on as well. So yeah, people might be able to see uh, other activities going on in Craig's when 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 they're out there. So um, as you say, the the first team first team has continued uh, on their winning way. Um, they had their second victory in the in the Connacht League away to Ballon Robe. Uh, 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 la- last weekend, and again it was, um, uh, uh, you know, it was a good game on Sunday. It was uh, they uh, played, they played very well uh, in in stages. Uh, they wouldn't be, they wouldn't win any World Cup on on, on the way they played, but they, they they did enough to to get away with a bonus point win. So they got the five points. So they they have got the the. The maximum points uh, of ten points out of the the first two games. So that's the you know we will be we will want to sharpen up before Connemara visits Craig's on, on the twelfth of November. So uh, that's going to be a, a big game. Connemara have also won their their first two games. They're they're back on track, and uh, it will be you know it will be a fantastic game when when that comes around. But you know like we. We're just, um, you know, you don't want to maybe peak too early, but you want to maybe rise the standards. And uh, uh, unfortunately, our our captain um, Brian Diffley is um, is out of action uh, at the present time with an injury. But hopefully, that he'll be he'll be back in time uh, for the for the Connemara game. But uh, Tom Tom Callahan uh, has come back to the club this year. He. He, he work commitments uh, meant that he couldn't travel down from Dublin um, in the la- last uh, two seasons. But we're glad to have um, uh, Tom uh, back in the club again. And Tom has been a real stalwart for the club. He has been captain for pr- approximately four years, and he's uh, playing great rugby again at, at, at number eight. And you know, when Brian is out, it's, it's just great to have a person of the calibre of Tom Callan able to come into the first side. And our second side was way to Chum um, last Saturday evening. They had they had up on 20 players. Um, a great performance by uh, a team that was really put together. A lot of our youth, youth players that have come through the system um, were part of the development team, our seconds. 
and uh, some of them just gone, you know, 18, 19 years of age. So it is great to see them. They, they lost out narrowly to Chum. But it is all about participating, having the numbers there, and to be able to put out a second squad. And all credit to the management of the, the second side and the team for, for, for getting the team on the field last Saturday evening. That's great. And, uh, you know, it's great to see it. And we wish uh, we wish Brian a speedy recovery uh, from injury. And, uh, of course, great to see uh, Tom Callahan back as well, like he just said there. So uh, that takes us on to the AIL section, I suppose. And, uh, you know, are, are you, the usual teams uh, and all the teams from uh, from around Connacht that are in the AIL uh, teams like obviously Buccaneers, they didn't, they uh, unfortunately lost. Uh, but then also, um, you know, Carrick, Carrick Rugby Club and Sligo and Corinthians and Galwegians, all these teams. What's the latest uh, on that? Well, the, the, the latest sadly is that our, that our neighbours, uh, Buccaneers, are, are struggling at the, at the present yeah. time. They're, they've played three games, uh, uh, they're, they've lost and are bottom of the table at the present time. So, uh, they would, they, you know, if they're to stay within that particular league that they're in. Now they're finally in a very competitive league. Um, they will want to be getting points on the board, uh, and hopefully that uh, we can see an improvement in in um, the Buccaneers team and the maybe more kind of players <coughs> would be available to them. Uh, again, it's it's always a tough. It's a, a tough at that level and tough in the division that they're that they're they're playing and. Uh, let's let's hope that that will uh, turn around for for Buccaneers. Uh, Sligo um, at the weekend also lost out. Sligo Sligo had been doing exceptionally well. They had, from, they had two great wins against uh, Northern teams. Uh, they they lost out uh, at the at the weekend. And as I say, the Galwegians, the Corinthians are are going well this season. Ballina are are, are struggling. Uh, Ballina is in the same boat as Buccaneers. They haven't registered a point on the board yet. So, uh, again, Ballina uh, uh, are probably struggling at that level. And um, uh, hopefully, uh, that you know, like last year, they struggled until Christmas. And after Christmas, they're putting great performances to be able to stay within the IL. So, hopefully, that they will get the, the, the whole show on the road again and uh, get, get points on the board. Uh, Carrigan, Carrigan Shannon is um, uh, going um, going very well. Uh, Carrigan Shannon um, uh, had um, uh, started off their league program uh, with wins. Unfortunately, their their ground with the with the uh, poor weather that we have had in the the last week or two, uh, their pitch was unplayable at the weekend, and uh, they were to play Ballina, and they were even prepared to travel to Ballina to play the game, but. Uh, that didn't materialise either. So uh, there's maybe a couple of games that will that that game will be replayed, and uh, we um, we wish them well against Ballina uh, because like uh, Carrick Carrick was you know keen to keep the momentum going after getting the, after starting off well, and hopefully that they will continue to to do so. And just uh, um, I forgot to mention our our great ladies and women in, in Craig's. They've been going exceptionally well this season, and we um, had our first uh, league game uh, with the, with our senior uh, women's team um, at the weekend away to Sligo. Sligo has a, has a strong women's team that has been playing together for some time. We we had probably half the team that had never played rugby before, 
uh, so yeah, we 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 lost out uh, to Sligo. But the important thing was that we have a senior team up and ro- up and running, and uh, our next uh, home game will be uh, probably Saturday Saturday week um, uh, against um, Ballinrobe in in Craig. So uh, there would be there would be something similar to to Craig's that they're uh, starting up as well. And it, it should be a more even contest. But it's great, it's great for the club to, to have the youth that has come through uh, in Craig's that, um, you know, more and more of them will come available to, to play. They really enjoy the game. They enjoy the game immensely. Um, the uh, it was um, an, an extremely enjoyable game against, against Sligo. And I'd like to thank uh, Sligo uh, and Sligo women uh, for, for hosting the game and hopefully that we get a return fixture with them. That's it. And, of course, you know, it's great to get, to get games now, and of course. But I suppose, you, you know, when, when any club is set up and they, they start playing in a league or need any competition, um, the first season is always, um, I suppose, a learning curve um, you know, and then in the second season, then they're a bit more prepared because it's, I suppose, it's finding out the lay of the land. But also, they're 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 developing and uh, learning about, I suppose, what's expected of them at that level or whatever. And uh, you know, throughout that se- throughout the first season, then they're developing game on game and getting better and better and better. And then when it comes to the season two, then they're they're better prepared. Absolutely, oh, yeah, absolutely. And, and as well as that, you'll you'll have more players uh, come coming in uh, from the under 18s uh, that have played played quite a bit of rugby that they will be coming into uh, uh, senior level. So hey, your your team uh, not alone will have uh, the experience of playing this season, but there will be there'll be strengthened more as more and more players come in from from the under 18 side in, into the team. So. Uh, that's good to see. That's great. And uh, moving on to to Connacht now as well. And as we just said, the uh, the United Rugby Championship uh, is is uh, get getting into to full swing now. And uh, it's going to be great to see, as you just said there. Obviously, uh, Glasgow Warriors are are uh, coming to the sports ground. That's going to be great. And of course, as you just said there, with the with the with the Craig's under under eighteens and the. The under 12s being there at half time. There's, there's going to be a great buzz in the, the sports grounds on uh, this weekend. Oh, absolutely! And uh, it was, it was. Uh, I was in the sports ground uh, last Saturday, and uh, and and you would think you were on the Mediterranean, uh, uh, on unlike the sports ground. It was absolutely beautiful. A beautiful uh, Saturday afternoon for 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 rugby. Um, yeah, like as I said, we were all towed out in our normal gear that you have to be when you go to the sports ground because normally it's the the, the coldest place that the the man above made. But uh, uh, again, um, uh, Saturday it was beautiful sunshine, a great game. We started off uh, the game against the Ospreys uh, very strongly, and our scrum half Keelan Blade went in for a hat trick of um, of tries in the, in the first half. So. It looked that uh, it was going to be a cakewalk for Connacht, but uh, Ospreys had other ideas in the second half, and they turned around and and, and put it up to us. And we we had um, for for part of the game, it looked that Ospreys was coming going to 
to to come back into it and 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 win the game. But then um, Connor got back into it and uh, won won out the game comfortably in the end and got the bonus point. So it's nice to start off the URC uh, with the, with the bonus point win at, at home. And as you, as I said earlier, uh, we have Glasgow. Glasgow um, it looks a formidable team uh, this year. Uh, they um, fairly uh, fairly uh, uh, hammered um, Leinster um, last last Saturday. And um, you know where where Canada is going to have to be um, in in the in in top forum on on this Saturday afternoon. So um, I'm look I'm really looking forward to it because it should be a great game of rugby. But um, as I say, Connor will uh, have to match them up uh, in in the forwards in particular. They they look a very strong forward um, uh, pack, and you know as I say, they they have probably a few of their internationals now. No vaccine that they were out of the uh, World Cup earlier than, than we were, and, and they're able to get back into the in, into the Glasgow team. Uh, unfortunately, uh, um, our our old half uh, Jack Carty got a facial injury. Came on as a sub and got a facial injury. Had to had to go to hospital. But glad to say that he's. Uh, He's on the main. He probably won't be fit enough to face Glasgow, but as captain of the team, he will be there in spirit and and and, and urging them on. So it's great to, you know, and hope that we see that Jack makes a, a speedy recovery. And then a few more uh, players with with niggly type of injuries as well. And then we have, of course, our our three international players. They'll probably be rested for another week or two. And they'll be coming in to, to strengthen the the squad, and it's, it's great to see uh, Bundy being nominated for uh, a player of the tournament in the World Cup. And um, you know, like, he well deserves it. He has had a, a tremendous to- tournament in 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 the World Cup, and uh, you know, he he was playing the, the rugby of his life uh, uh, for for Ireland. And let's let's hope that when he comes back into the Connacht. That he'll continue in 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 that vein for for Connor. That's it, and we'd like to wish uh, Jack Carty um, a speedy recovery. And I suppose with that in mind, for for Jack, with, with him out injured, uh, who's the most likely replacement for him for this weekend's match? Well, the Brian Hanrahan, uh, who who uh, played for Munster uh, for a number of years, and he he uh, played played with uh, with other clubs in in England and so on, and he's. Connor uh, signed him signed him up at the beginning of this season, so he started the game last week, and he he will be he will be the starter again now this week. An experienced um, out half, he's a he's a he's a good strong player and also a good kicker as well. So I have no doubts that uh, he'll he'll be he'll be well well up to it on 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 the day, and he's. It's probably a good old steady fine for for um, uh, Connacht in order to back up uh, Jack Carty in that there uh, this season. So uh, it's good to have have that support play. And the the two lads in the, in the centre, Farrell and Ford, they had two uh, they had great games as well. And a few of the pack, a um, couple of new signings, they they played extremely well as well. So you know it looks uh, it looks an all round. Good team. Now uh, they they lay in um, uh, a few tries against uh, Ospreys. They wouldn't want to be uh, 
slack in defence uh, as they were in the second half uh, with with Glasgow this weekend. So ho- hopefully uh, that they'll tighten up their 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 game uh, for this Saturday. That's it, and that just uh, finally takes us on to uh, the World Cup final between uh, between uh, the All Blacks and South Africa, and of course the third place playoff. Yeah, the curtain raiser uh, is Friday evening uh, for the third place off, uh, third playoff. I'm not sure how much interest is in it apart from uh, from pride uh, for the two teams and uh, for for uh, Seaton and all as well. Uh, it's it's very important uh, for for both teams. Now England uh, put up an extremely good game, a strong game against uh, uh, South Africa last weekend, um, and and. You know, was unlucky to, to to lose the game in the end. They probably played the elements uh, better than South Africa did. With the no, it's not attractive to watch with the high kicking and the amount of kicking the ball instead of putting it through the hands. But it was effective with the the heavy rainfall and a greasy ball uh, for for last weekend. And, and the forwards uh, really uh, stood out to it. So I I I take it that. If England uh, plays like that uh, on Friday evening, that they, they will outplay uh, Argentina. Argentina looked a very poor, ragged team against uh, uh, against the All Blacks uh, at the weekend. So uh, I see an England win there. Then uh, all you know, all the attention is really on the big one on 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 Saturday on Saturday evening, uh, and that's you know comes down to the two teams from down under in. Uh, in South Africa again and New Zealand that have that have come through the system and they're they're two very formal teams. Uh, we 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 know a lot of their players because they're around for some time. Uh, some of them have won uh, one, two, three, and um, I think Whitelaw in in New Zealand is going for his fourth. He's been playing in his fourth World Cup and this will probably be his fourth final. So. You know, players like that with the experience that they that they have, uh, both in South Africa uh, and uh, in in New Zealand, like a lot of the the South African team that 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 won last year or won four years ago, they're they're back in the in in the team again. They have they have gone back to a lot of the old reliables to to pull this one off. So um, I see a great battle. Uh, I see a very good game. Uh, it mightn't be for the purest, but it will be a good, hard-fought game. I, I think that probably um, New Zealand will probably shade it for the simple reason that they have had an easier draw than, than South Africa. South Africa has played a lot of hard games uh, in order to get through their group um, and with the England game. And they also have a, a day's less uh, rest than, than New Zealand has. So I fancy uh, New Zealand to, to come out on top. And it is a great honour for, for one family, uh, the Barrett family, to have three sons uh, playing in a World Cup final, um, you know, for New Zealand. And you know, it's, it, it, it will be, it's a lovely situation for, for that family and to see their, their parents in the, in the stands uh, last weekend. Uh, I'm sure they, they will be very proud parents if uh, if New Zealand lifts uh, lifts the trophy uh, this weekend, that's it. And we'd like to wish both team, all teams uh, involved, uh, all the best. Uh, so thanks very much, um, Adrian, for taking the time out to do rugby view, and we look forward to uh, looking back on that World Cup final next week. 
Thank you very much, Aidan. Thank you. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? You're very welcome to this. This the first of the season um, of uh, Cassery Cavaliers with myself, Aidan Rafferty. And of course, as always, we have uh, Thomas Callahan, the coach. Hello, Thomas. How are you? Are you well? I'm good, Aidan. Thanks for having me back for another season. And uh, I can't wait to get started and uh, fill you in on all things Cassery basketball. That's it, and uh, hopefully we'd like to wish you all the best for for the season ahead. And uh, yeah, I just seen there on Facebook, um, the girls are out for their first game this week. We'll we'll uh, we'll cover that. But I suppose, um, just to recap, just to to give the uh, the listeners a reminder of, uh, I suppose, a quick recap of last season and how how things went, and of course uh, your goals for the coming season. Uh, yeah, so last season, I suppose, I'll start with the men's team. Um, we uh, we had a rough start to the season and uh, we spent most of the um, second half, the back end of the season after Christmas playing catch-up. And we did pretty well. We, um, we clawed back and we got our record back to even. I think we were eight wins, eight losses after being 0 for 7 at the start. So we shot ourselves to... Uh, pull ourselves out of the depths, I suppose. Um, we just missed out on top four qualification. We finished fifth, um, and I think it was just by one result. Um, so one win, one more win could would have done it for us. But um, you know that that was just uh, we paid for a slow start. Um, so we finished fifth in the league by a whisker, and then we went and we managed to win the shield competition at the top four weekend. Uh, in a very close game with Mohill, the hosts. So um, going into this season, I think the big thing is just to get a good start uh, and not leave ourselves playing catch-up like we did last year. Um, so and I think that's to hit the ground running and not let it happen again is kind of our goal uh, with the men's team. Um, as for the women, um, similar enough season, we finished fifth. Uh, again, just by one result, um, I think there was a fixture that didn't get played that could have got us in but then we did lose a few games against opposition that we should be beating so we kind of we've no one to blame but ourselves for missing out on that but again uh, we resolved and we went down and the ladies won the shield as well in the women's competition at the top four in Mohill we beat Drumlish um, in the final so um, great to get silverware but obviously this year our goals for both teams will be to get that top four qualification um, as for the under 60 boys last year uh, it was our first time having an underage Cavaliers um, and they did very well they had a great run in the school competition they got to an All-Ireland final just came up short and they won the LLR uh, league for the club so very strong group and hopefully we can crack on with them uh, for more success in the under 18s this year. And I suppose uh, look looking ahead now I suppose well through through uh, or during during pre-season um I suppose any any new players come into the squad at any in any of the squads the under 16s the girls or the or the men's teams in pre-season that might have bolstered it or any player any young lads come into the into the men's team uh, for the season ahead that have been showing shown promise and of course the ladies team so how has pre-season been going? Uh, it's been going well uh, yeah we have uh, we've recruited a few more um, we have Adam Gavigan he played for AIT a few years ago in the LLR league and he started working in Carrick and um, that was during the summer looking for a club 
and he's coming down playing with us for the men's team and uh, a great athlete he's very long and fast and um, well conditioned and he's able to finish and shoot so he's going to be a big addition for us this year um, another good uh, athlete and a source of just all around he showed us that we had a pre-season tournament in Oxford that he can score, he can defend, uh, he can rebound and he can play a multitude of positions. So Adam is going to be a big addition for us with the men's team. Um, we'll see now with the young lads playing senior, I think they're, they're trying to wrap up the under-18 season uh, at Christmas or maybe just a bit after Christmas to avoid clashing with football. So um, we might, towards the later end of the season, look at Jamie Dowd or Joseph Botton to come in and uh, get involved with the senior team um, and see if they can get minutes or at the very least start practicing with us more often. Um, as for the ladies, uh, we're very lucky to have everybody back. Um, you know, it's it's tough to say with this the ladies group because most of them are in college or they're starting college or starting work in different places. So um, you never know who's going to be coming or going. But we have pretty much everybody back as far as I know as far as I can think of right now and we have the addition as well of uh, Alana Hanmore has signed up this year she's played ladies football at Roscommon I think at different levels a very quick very good athlete competitive and tough as well uh, we have the addition of um, Kelly Coleman uh, Kelly is from Balladrine she's um, she came she very early on in the summer she uh, wanted to get involved and she kind of knew we were going to be doing bits in ones and twos over the summer so I've seen a lot of her um, and she's very keen very solid mid-range shooter um, and very quick learner she's brought a lot of things on fairly quickly so and then Maria McCarthy has also joined us Maria's from Loch Lane I think she played in school uh, with St. Nathie's Maria's very tall um, but not just that, she has great post moves. She's um, a good finisher inside, which is a major boost for us. You know, we've always been short, one or two tall post players. Um, so her presence is going to be massive for us as well. So a lot of additions to the women's team and a few as well, strong additions for the men's as well. Uh, for the, the boys, a few lads who maybe didn't get the chance to play last year, because of the age change now, we're going up to under 18, um, are getting involved. Um, I know Joseph Dare has signed up. He's someone I've tried to get involved in basketball the last few years. He's an excellent shooter. So we'll have him for the club this year. Uh, Killian Crosson, Conan Murphy, I think, signed up as well. So a few lads who are maybe just too old for the under-16s last year, but now can go and play, um, get the chance at under-18 this year. So a lot of new faces, so it's very exciting. And I suppose just to, because we, we also cover colleges uh, basketball as well for, for Cassery Community College. How is that going or has that uh, trend started for that yet? Or I suppose is it too early or what's the situation? No, we're, we we um, both teams have one group game played. So um, our under-16 girls are kind of inexperienced. So they lost to Carrick um, in their first game. Um, it was actually it was actually very close and very good for them. Um, Kira Malone um, from Ballantubber hit a last second three pointer to send it to overtime, but they came up short in the end. Um, the under nineteen girls lost their first game against Carrick as well at the buzzer by two points, so a bit of heartbreak there. Um, and we playing eighties in those in the girls' competition next to see if we go through. Um, so the group of three and the top two go through. So if we can manage to win in either of those games, we'll be going on to the semi-final of the region. Um, as for the boys, 
the under-19s had a good win against Nathies. They won comfortably enough. Um, you know, Jamie Dowd had an excellent game. Joseph Botton had an excellent game. Kevin Hester, uh, really, um, they're young now and for under-19, but uh, they're very strong, very fundamentally sound, obviously kind of led that under-16 team last year. So we had a good win in that. And the under-16 boys lost fairly comfortably to Nathies at that level. So, um yeah, we're looking for wins. We're actually going tomorrow morning, Friday 27th. We're playing Carrick in the boys. Um, Under-19s are already through. The under-16s will be looking for a win to go through. So, college is basketball all kind of, it's kind of right in the mix at the moment, waiting on results to see who goes through and who doesn't. So, after midterm, then, we'll hopefully be in a few semifinals for the region. Okay, so just before we we, we kind of come up to date on on all the teams, uh, was all what you've said on, on all those on all four teams, I suppose, uh, in mind, you know, players coming in, players leaving, and all that. Um, has that kind of shaped any kind of changes in how you're going to play or any styles or, um, change? Yeah, changes in how how you're going to play this season or. I suppose structure or um, yeah, different different things like that. Is there any changes? Or yeah. it's going to be more or less kind of the same style. But I suppose when you have different players and you have more options, it kind of gives you more tactics, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. And I think the addition of um, Alana, Maria, and Kelly to the women's team has definitely given us more options in terms of um, different sets we can run and different principles we can play with. Uh, particularly like at the basket and being a bit more physical. Um, and, and particularly um, uh, inside where hopefully we can have two um, like conventional post players. Last year we were Chloe Finan, Mitchell Mulligan, Aiden Keevney, um Sandra Kane as well played inside a bit at all different times and they'd be more um, guards, you know, outside players. So hopefully that will allow us to do that. Um, Alana as well is a point guard option so it allows us to maybe push a few options off the ball and get her in uh, controlling the pace of the game um, definitely if we were up against a team who we might feel like we're faster than um, Alana will be a big addition there so uh, the men's team yeah Adam just gives us another uh, athlete somebody long uh, athletic so I think he's definitely going to add to our fast break um, he's definitely going to bring something to our defensive end as well just another that uh, big presence on the floor uh, to take up space and also cover ground really fast. So um, definitely opens up options and uh, definitely enhances um, both teams, the additions we have over the summer. That's great. And so, right, we, we'll start off now with the, the under-16s with regards to uh, uh, with regards to matches. Uh, are they out this weekend? Uh, no, they're on Thursday the 2nd. So Thursday coming there playing Longford at home. So that's actually going to be a really tough game. Uh, Longford under-18s have a strong side, but the boys now, they are um, they play to the level of the competition most of the time, and hopefully uh, they can pull out a performance. And uh, it's at home, so hopefully that will suit us, and uh, they might be able to get us. It'll be a very um, emphatic result to beat Longford uh, in the first game of the season for them. So they'll be hungry, and um, they'll know they'll have the beating of them. And hopefully with the games now they've played, they'll be playing tomorrow. Uh, they'll do a bit of practice on maybe Monday evening and hopefully go into that game with a bit of momentum. Uh, we'll be looking at Joseph Botton again, Jamie Dowd, Dylan Kane, Kevin Hester to really use their experience of last year's All-Ireland run to lead the charge. Ross Flynn uh, is another man from that squad who uh, will be looking to just 
um, play with intensity and you know that's the kind of strength of that team they're very intense very fast very uh, aggressive in trying to force turnovers and um, they're getting out their basketball skill level then is growing all the time so I'm um, excited to see how they get on the boys have actually they're all I can notice this year in school they're all gotten bigger and stronger some of them are shooting up um, even taller you know so some of them are looking down on me now so it's a bit of a ego check for me but um, so I'm excited to see how they get on tomorrow in their schools match and next week in their club match. Um, it's hard to say both teams have the beaten have the beaten of each other, um, so it's going to be very competitive, and uh, yeah, I'm just looking forward to it. And uh, that takes us on to the ladies team. Then I suppose you said those new additions now, and uh, as I said at the start of the the, the show there. Um, you know, the, I just seen there that uh, they've again the girls have a game this weekend. So um, I suppose the the new girls will be kind of featuring in some way in this game at the weekend, will they? Yeah, definitely. Um, I think we have all available. We actually played one game already away to Mohill, uh, the champions, and uh, we were fairly comfortably be- beaten. But like that, it was kind of similar to last year where. Um, you know, we were down, we were missing, Sarah Tyrrell was sick, Maria McCarthy was, uh, couldn't make it. So um, we called on Abby Flanagan um, back from, she was obviously with us last year as well um, for a few games and she stepped in nobly enough. She was brave um, to into that post player role uh, with kind of four guards around her and Mohill are very big and strong and fast and tall and that was the difference in that one. Um, but Abby bravely, she, I told her, stay out, whatever you do, stay out of foul trouble because uh, we need her on the floor, just her presence and her size and her rebounding. Um, and she managed, and also she managed a few baskets. You know, she was being guarded by Quiva McGuinness, who's one of the better players in the league. And uh, Abby managed to score six or eight points against her in the 1v1. So I was very happy with Abby in that game. Um, you know, another massive positive was Sandra, one of our leading scorers for the last two years. Usually against Mohill, she faces really tough defense. They know she's a has the ability to score big, and uh, it was the same in this one. But we managed to she managed to change up her game and adapt a bit. She came off screens really cleverly. She found space, used the traffic to get open off the ball. Uh, her sister Rebecca has done a lot of work this summer, and we're going to look at starting Rebecca at point guard. So that means Sandra can get open off the ball and away from the ball uh, for scoring opportunities. And uh, something that was really impressive with Sandra was usually, you know, if she scores 20 points, it's maybe six three-pointers and maybe a layup. But in this one, she scored two three-pointers for six points and all the rest of her baskets then were at the hoop and being aggressive, getting to the free throw line and scoring inside. So that's just a more efficient way rather than just throwing up three-pointers all the time. So I was very happy with that. Um, but then uh, Megan Keaveney as well stepped up, scored a few points. Megan's great for stepping in. She always has a lovely jump shot, so she gave us an outside threat. But uh, we were just mismatched with the size and the speed. Uh, they outpaced us um, and outmatched us on the rebounds as well. So just those, they were because they were so good on the fast break, uh, because they were able to get rebounds off their own misses, they just got a lot of easy baskets. Um, so we weren't able to match them. But hopefully when we meet them again, um, you know, with their, with new personnel like Maria and Sarah Tyrrell might be there for that game. Um, you know, uh, we'll have them match for them in that sense and the physical side of it and the height size of it. Um, going into this weekend now, we have Mayo Mustangs at home. 
Um, we're not sure what Mayo will be like, but I don't mind that because I like for us to just focus on ourselves a bit more, uh, focus on our own strengths and executing what we've been practicing and training. So, um, yeah, it's kind of, I'm looking forward to tomorrow now because, you know, there's a few principles we've worked on. Uh, I feel like if we, with the personnel we have, um, we have a good chance to get a great first win at home for the season. Hopefully we can make the hub a fortress for ourselves. And um, yeah, we have big numbers. We have a full 12 for tomorrow. So hopefully it'll pay dividends and we can get the win. That's it. And uh, as suppose like, well, across, across, all, across all the board, uh, with, with all the teams, of course, winning, winning the home games is key uh, uh, throughout a season to, to be successful and, and to kind of maintain success, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, to make it, and I know we have great support, uh, particularly for the men's games. We'd love to see um, bigger crowds for the women's games as well, just to, you know, make the hub somewhere teams kind of struggle to find the rhythm in, you know, um, and you know it's a very it's a lovely gym. We have a wonderful facility down there, and that's a testament to um, all the people working down at the hub, Brian Stenson, Benny O'Connell, and all their staff down there. So um, you know it's a pleasure to play on it, and I think that it should be a source of pride and um, for teams, for our teams, to play down there and to protect it, protect our home floor, and hopefully this year uh, be very successful in it. Hello and you're very welcome back to Friday Sport with myself, Aidan Rafferty, and my co-host, Brian Colloran. Thanks very much, uh, Brian, there. And uh, Thanks, unfortunately, Aiden. we've come to the end of the show. Uh, we hope you enjoyed everything we have. Um, if you're if you're watching if you're watching the World Cup, enjoy it. The World Cup final, enjoy it, and of course the Premier League. And uh, I suppose there's a lot of sports going on locally, nationally, and internationally as well. So if you're watching any of them, enjoy it. Uh, yeah, so what, what did you think of today's show? Did you enjoy it? And uh, thanks very much for your yeah, participation. Yeah, a, a lot of stuff covered, and uh, yeah, yourself enjoyed the games over the weekend. Yeah, it should be it should be good. So mm. listen, uh, enjoy the weekend, and we look forward to talking to you again next week. And uh, enjoy your sports. So talk to you then. Bye. Bye.